Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Nick Eber here with you on World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, on the Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, as well as uh, the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, American Forces, and of course, heard daily on the Believe Podcast Network. Actually, before I get into the show, let me tell you a little bit about uh, a couple other podcasts on the Believe Podcast Network. You need to check it out these guys out, particularly if you are a fan of the beautiful game. First, there's BSI, the podcast. This is hosted by a um, couple of uh, former players, USL and MLS players. They got Benny Failharbor. They got Sal Zizo. They got Ike Opara. Now, BSI, the podcast, uh, it's a show where the hosts call up a weekly guest. They talk soccer. They talk current events and have a little fun, talk behind the scenes. And then they uh, have a favorite section. Actually, one of my favorite sections, uh, Ike Opara has Ike's Interrogation and they pepper their guests with fan questions. Also, my friend, New York legend, Shep Messing has his daily podcast at the Believe Podcast Network. Um, he talks all things New York Red Bulls on a daily basis. Great stuff. Love Shep. Been a massive part of the American soccer scene for decades. So look, if you're a protector of the Passaic, if you're a soccer fan, or you're just a sports fan, Check out BSI, the podcast, and the Shep Messing Daily Cast today. Now, wherever you listen to your podcasts or subscribe to them on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, now, look, talking about global football, because I know we're talking you know, specifically in the, when I was talking about Shep and Ike and BSI, you know, a lot of that's American soccer. Uh, you know, this show, World Soccer, uh, World Soccer Radio, we talk, obviously, the global game. I think the biggest issue we're going to have to come to terms with in the Premier League is if you're a Manchester United fan, it, it, the most poignant is, issue is going to be what are they going to do about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Now, coming off what happened today, which was a loss uh, in Turkey, uh, their first loss in the group stage in the Champions League, coming off the loss last weekend to Arsenal, <clears throat> a huge match this weekend against Everton at Goodison Park. We talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show, but the fact of the matter is, and the and the papers are reporting this, this isn't just my prognostication, although I have been saying this for a while. If he doesn't win that Everton game, I'm pretty sure he's going to get the sack. I, I, now, I think it's unfortunate um, because I'm not really sure he deserves it. The one thing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer can, po can point to is the fact that he picked up Man United by their bootstraps last season and they finished in the Champions League positions. And I think that's, you know, uh, really quite an achievement. But it's really quite an achievement, and we forget this, because they were having such a crappy season before then. And I'm going to tell you what I mean specifically, Okay. If we go back to last season and we go to United and we look at where they were, they were in 14th position 
Ah, towards the end of October, nine games in. And everybody was talking about you. They won two games in nine. And everyone was talking about what a disaster they were and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was going to get fired and, you know, everything was terrible. And you remember this? I remember this vividly. Gosh, I mean, I was on the air. We were talking about this almost on a daily basis. But then he kind of brought them back. And when I say kind of brought them back, <clears throat> I mean between a terrible defeat they had away at Bournemouth, losing 1-0 on the road. From that position on uh, the end of October when they were in 14th, by the end of December, they were up in 5th. And yeah, they had kind of a rough December, to be honest with you. They lost 2-0 uh, away at Arsenal. They lost to Liverpool. <clears throat> Uh, but the shock result was the 2-0 loss at home to Burnley. And, and I think at that point, people were thinking, you know, United are in fifth, kind of a bad run of form. Burnley lost was a shocker. Let's see where they go. And at that, from that point onwards, we have to say Ole Gunnar Solskjaer really pulled the team up and they didn't lose a single game from um, uh, end of January through to the end of the season. 13-game streak with no losses. And that's what people are looking at him saying, yeah, but he got him into Champions League position. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, they were crap most of last season. They put together a string of inconsistent results. They um, didn't score anywhere near the number of goals that they needed to score. And they were basically, you know, it was... <laughs> David De Gea had a lot to do with Man United being where it was. This season, it's just been, it's just gone from bad to worse for United. Anyway, I think you can make of some value judgments about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Look, I, I think no, nothing was more indicative of the problems with Solskjaer than last week against Arsenal, where I thought he was outcoached by Mikel Arteta, Two guys that really are sort of um, uh, equals in terms of legendary players and, you know, players that have had uh, enormous <clears throat> success on the pitch and have made the transition to manager. Although, it's funny, you know, Arteta, uh, an Everton legend, actually, uh, more than anything. I don't think Solskjaer's tactical noose is as nearly as good as other managers of his ilk. However, I don't think it's all that bad. And I think he's learning, and I think he's developing, and I think he's growing. I think what you get with Solskjaer is a steady hand, a guy that's able to relate to his players, and a guy that the fans get behind, who the fans are not really going to be calling for his head because he is a Manchester United legend. That is, and that takes the heat off ownership. I mean, in many respects, it was a very calculated move by ownership to appoint Solskjaer as boss because it was going to placate the fans. It's unlikely they were going to be calling for his head. And if Solskjaer fell flat on his face, ownership could say, yeah, maybe he wasn't ready. Maybe he wasn't quite the guy. But look, you loved him. Everybody loved him. He's a legend. We did what we thought we had to. No one was going to fault them for bringing Solskjaer in. So it was a very low-risk appointment by the Glazers to take the helm at United. Uh, but I think the problem for me with Man United 
uh, is less to do with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who, as I just mentioned, I, I don't actually think is you know tactically that great of a manager yet. He may well become a great manager. It has to do with the squad. And I want to take a look at the squad for a minute. Uh, they brought in Cavani. You know, okay, fine. Cavani's an older player. He's a good player. But uh, Igalo, Greenwood, they got Palistri, they got Van der Beek, they got McTominay, Matic, Daniel James, Fred, Jesse Lingard, Juan Mata. You, you, you know, all of these players are either past their prime or they're just not good enough. I mean, they still got Marcus Rojo on the books. They do have some excellent players. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they've got some really, really good players. Uh, you know, uh, if Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford, who, by the way, I am a massive admirer of Marcus Rashford, not because of what he did on the pitch, but because what he's done off the pitch. And if ever there was a player that would bring pride and um, and bragging rights to his club uh, what Marcus Rashford did in uh, in putting together a consortium to feed one and a half million hungry uh, British children is is worthy of uh, it's worthy of a medal quite frankly um, if you're a United supporter I hope your chest thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.